Good evening, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, November 2nd in the year 2022. We're going to get into some some darker stuff tonight, just a forewarning. We really have to start understanding that there is a powerful and deeply evil demonic force moving through this world. And I think it's become so pacified in so many's minds that as if it's not really there or it doesn't really affect us. I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Before we begin, make sure that you have a good plan for your house and you've taken good care to prepare yourself and your family in these difficult times. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to itargetpro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. That's itargetpro.com and your offer code is BARDS. If you haven't noticed, and you should pay attention to it, everything about this left, progressive left, is about sexuality. It is what defines them completely because sexuality is what defines everything in the satanic order. Ultimately, that's the highest level of pleasure that they will ever achieve. Because this world is the best that lover get. Do as thou will. That is the only law. That is their principal issue, which is they're only accountable to themselves. So they say they're accountable to a higher order. They're really their higher order is Satan himself. I'm going to touch on a few things tonight, just some, some think points and some other things. I just want to kind of read some headlines to you, things that are just crazy. So you've got one here that says that zoophilia, the last taboo will fall. An academic plans to lecture on bestiality next month at Australia's Ideas Festival. Consent will not stop the normalization of this perversion. Yep, this is the world we're in. Try this one. Evangelical Christian furries are worried they'll be targeted for their faith. Yeah, that's a real one. Leaders of the Christian Furry Fellowship say they could be doxxed if people discover their anti-gay beliefs. So you can be a furry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't. Sometimes I can't even do this with a straight face. You can be a furry and be and be a Christian and you're worried that you're because you're anti-gay that somehow justifies you being a Christian. You know what the crazy part is? I literally had this discussion with a pastor about four years ago. And 
I mean, he understood it, but he had never considered it. And it's when they started to bring out all these stupid little overlays on Facebook where people could put their ears on each other. And I was literally witnessing in the church how mothers and daughters were doing this all the time. And I was like, what is going on in your church? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, it's just kind of, they're just having fun. I'm like, do you have any understanding about what this is? This is the condition, conditioning of the mind to accept being furry and other perversions under the satanic realm of infecting the church. And it's going on literally in the pews in a Baptist church. This garbage is literally everywhere. And it's a sick, sick perversion. Check this one out. This is a post. <laughs> My gosh. Eilerlich. Elierlich is the name. Nice name. It says, there are over 20 states trying to criminalize hormone therapy, particularly for trans youth. So my friends and I had an idea. Sending out our extra prescriptions around the country. If you need hormones, I'll, I'm working with a distribution network to get you access. Everything is free. No questions asked. We have hundreds of doses of testosterone, estradiol, and spironolactone. I can't even say the word, spironolactone, of do, um, available right now. All are prescribed by doctors and unused. Each package comes with information on dosage, obtaining blood work, etc. I realize this is only a Band-Aid solution. We need full access to affirmative medical care for professionals from professionals immediately. However, missing a single dose of hormone can be devastating, especially for trans teens and those new hormone new to hormones. These laws are outrageous, and I can't wait for them to be overturned. In the meantime, DM me if you need HRT or if you have overprescribed hormones you'd like to send out. Any questions on this? I mean, seriously. You know, I'm just going to say it. If you do not believe in demonic forces and demons, I can give you some channels to go look at. The stuff that I just went through, and, and it's there is a channel. I mean, literally, it's called Enjoy the Decline. It's on Telegram. It is probably one of the hardest channels you'll ever go through. And it's not, it's just showing you what's going on in the world that no one else wants to show. I mean, I literally watched a street fight happening and some dude drove through the middle of the street fight at least 100 miles an hour. And I'm going to tell you what, two of the people vaporized. I mean, what? this is the world we're in. And these are, you know, you say, well, that's just one off. And it's just scene after scene after scene. There's a little boy. I watched this one. It just was in, it was unbelievably difficult to watch. A little boy goes into the pool. There's people swimming in the pool. There's a lifeguard on duty. There's kids around him. He goes into the pool on the deep end and he can't tread water. And he's there and he's there thrashing in the water. There's even a, two people that swim right by him. The kid grounds right in front of everybody and no one does anything. This world we're in is unbelievable. And you can you can try to explain it in rational terms and you're never going to get there unless you start to realize 
that we are truly in a demonic world. 100%. Someone just asked, what's a furry? A furry is somebody who acts like an animal. They dress up like an animal, like a cat, like a dog. They wear the cat and dog fur stuff on them, and they often walk on all four legs. Hopefully that clears that one up. I mean, we are, the question I have, and I, I had this happen the other day. I had a delivery happen at, up at the property we're building out. And, I mean, I literally, the instructions were really clear. I talked to the dispatcher. I said, look, if, you, if you're going to deliver, I, when you deliver, I need you to call me before you leave. The driver leaves, so I have a window to get there. And we set a date and a time. Well, <laughs> the day before the date and the time, the driver calls me and says, I'm at your gate. I said, well, good, I'm not there. And I said, did you happen to read the instructions? I said, it said tomorrow. Oh, did you read the other instructions? You said you were supposed to call me. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Just like my next question, which I'm I'm refraining from asking, but like every one of these instances, I'm at the point now going, did you get the vax? I'm just about that close to start asking it. And it's just about literally where we have to be. Like, did you get the vax? And I know what the answer is going to be, yeah. In the meantime, we're losing hundreds of thousands of people a week globally this thing they're dropping dead of course they're calling them unknown deaths unknown death cause of death cardiac arrest is overwhelming the heart the hospitals in the uk so i want to just kind of relens all of what we're looking at here because if we continue to look at this from the world of the physical all we're going to see is crazy people and now look i know that we are born as we are born, and I am kind of correcting something I said last night. Because what I said is we were, we're, we're not born evil. God doesn't make evil. No, but we are born corrupted. That, that's a given. So, I mean, that's the, the whole point of coming to Jesus is to be reborn as Father intended. But it's that point right there that it, even though we may have a propensity to doing bad things, if you don't start appreciating that evil can take root within, evil can be massive influences, that we are literally in a spiritual war the minute we're here, then we miss a huge dimension of what this fight is. The problem that we have in the Christian faith is that we have totally walked away from the supernatural. And the folks in the occult, the satanic realm, are the ones leading the world. So I always love when people say to me, it's like, well, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. That's your choice. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to, try to convince you other than tell you, give you some what I know. And, you know, it's, and then you kind of get this, well, all right, prove it to me. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, I'll put it like this. Do a little research, do a little digging, 
and you'll discover something quite amazing. All the leadership realms of the world are run by Satanists. And of course, obviously, since you don't believe in Satanism and, and the power of the occult, you might just want to refrain from the, or reconsider the idea that since they're in power and the Christians aren't, it's probably telling you something. And the problem we are having is that we are not embracing truly the full power of everything we've been given. You know, I've read these passages so many times and I'm, I'm pounding on them because they are important to embrace the depth of what they're saying. Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. And snakes and scorpions, by the way, and I said this the other night, is not specifically about snakes and scorpions as the creatures. They are cults. Scorpions were about the, the witchcraft and magic cults related to infecting the internal part of the body. And snakes were about the mag- magicians and cultists, cults that were about affecting the external, outside of the body. So in other words, demonic forces. And we've been given, told that we have the authority to walk over them, walk on them, destroy them, and we have authority over all the power the enemy can wield at us. But that doesn't align up well when you're worried more about if God's going to help you pay your mortgage. Our prayers and how we pray are really is really critical. And we have to get to a place in our and understanding that if we're going to be living as or living in this dirt world and we're going to be trying to bring things into manifestation in this dirt world, like, Father, help me buy a new car. Father, I'm, I need a new house. Father, help me pay my mortgage. We're looking at God as a credit card, and I will almost guarantee you that's not who's delivering because here's why. And it's, it is important that you understand how some of the occult is working. Satan understands very well how to appease his people. Now, you can go into, like, all of these motivational experts tell you how to make get rich quick or how to get rich in your life. You can, you can talk to occultists. There's all these motivational self-help things that are telling you how to focus on becoming wealthy and successful. Every bit of that is rooted in the principles of the satanic order, whether they realize it or not. Because what they're learning to do is they're learning to manifest in the physical world the things and other things that they will worship that will almost ultimately bind them. I'm not kidding about any of this. You just, all you have to do is go dig into the occult and start figuring out how they're working because they understand the power of the, of the spiritual. But their focus is in this world and the worship of their Lord, and their Lord will is Satan, will provide them with the physical things. So I, I say this very carefully because this is a very dangerous weave that we walk in our prayers if we don't orient our prayers correctly. And I... I'm not wanting you to start like freaking out over praying because that's not what I'm trying to do, but I'm trying to give some guidance here that's pretty important. And I've had some pretty high-level conversations with some people about prayers in the last few days, and it's really important to reshape, in my opinion, 
a lot of how we approach prayer. Because if we just get down every time something goes wrong, which is classic of how we pray. Oh, this is so tough. Father, please help me through this. Oh, I can't make my, and I, I love using the material stuff because it comes up so often for people in prayer. Like, I can't make my mortgage. What am I going to do? Oh, Father, please help me make my mortgage. Or God, please help me pay my mortgage. I need to help raising money. I use this as an example. I think it was Sunday night talking about businesses. And we start a business and I've done it. I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not excluding myself from this air or even sin. Because in prior to accepting Christ, I mean, I accepted Christ twice in my life. Let's be clear. I was born into the, reborn in when I was about 11 years old. And then as things happen when you're young and in the structures of things, we tend to drift away. And then when I came back to Christ in 2017, it was like full on, no turning back, 100% all in, walk with Father. No matter where he sends me and where he points me, I shall go. Walk by faith, not by sight. That's how I live. And no, I'm not perfect at it, but I am blessed with a beautiful, loving, two-way conversational relationship with Father God and Jesus. And I'm pursuing it all the time, which is what I want for everybody, because there's, it's an unlimited and unbelievable relationship in that level of kingdom. And it only gets better every day. But things are not part of that. Because God's got a plan for us when we trust in it. And as a result, we end up in very different places when we truly follow it and pay attention to what he needs us to do. And it isn't that there aren't like material things involved. Of course there are, but they're not. It's a, an inverse relationship. It's Father, so here's the point of prayer. Father, what do you want me to do? Father, what do you want? How do you want me to approach these things? Father, what do you need me to how do you need me to walk? And even, Father, what resources do you need me to have in this point? These are questions as we build that conversation with God. We start to develop a relationship where we are truly embracing his direction with us. See, this is the thing that we forget, and it's important because I'm going to jump off the, I'm going to jump off path a little bit. I want to go into Scripture and talk about Jericho. And it's even present in David, and it's even present in Gideon. Because when we read those stories, we read them as though Joshua decides on his own. And I, I guarantee you most people read it this way, that when the walls fell, Joshua leads his army in to slay every man, woman, child, and donkey, which they're all corrupted and all Nephilim. And the reason they kill the donkeys is because they're having sex with the donkeys to produce some chimeric stuff going on. So that's, that's the nastiness in Jericho. So God just lays waste. But notice, notice what I just said. God weighs lay, weigh, lays waste to it all. Nothing is preserved. Because Joshua becomes the hands of Father God. We think about it in terms of, wow, Joshua went and did the work. No, God led Joshua to do the work. Joshua was listening and Joshua was doing exactly as God wanted him to do. Big difference. And even with David, even though David is leaning in, meaning he's not waiting for God to say, okay, 
David, you might want to get up now. He is so in line with what God's asking. He's leaning in and he's working as one with Father God. You're really hearing the voice of God more than you're hearing the voice of David in that moment because he's standing too as one with God. This is the point of listening and working through God rather than pulling and asking of God to deliver to us. Because the big trick, and this is where I say it's a difficult path and it's just one to be aware of. And the example I use is this, and I'm not telling you that what I'm saying here is universally I'm just asking you to put this in perspective and bring this to prayer. So I often hear things like, man, we prayed and we prayed and we, and, and I hear, and I'll give you an example. And we got a new house. Okay. That's cool. And I, and I think that's blessed, but here's the question. Did you get a house with a debt? And if you did, then the question is, was that a Father God delivery? Because God doesn't want us to be in debt. Or did you, in the inclusion of that, come up with a debt payoff plan to free up that debt so that it would not be part of a debt enslavement system? Because that's all Babylonian system. And we're not bringing Babylon to heaven. The reason I bring these things up is the demonic sets incredible traps all over the place. And the minute we step in them, what they want the most for us to do is to constantly be reaching for thinking we're reaching for heaven and we're missing the mark. They want us to be separated from God. They hate children because children are as pure as it comes in a true relationship with God before they're corrupted in the world. They want to corrupt them. That's the point of in preschool, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, while they're jamming all of this vax and they're jamming this transgender crap down the kid's throat. And they're trying to get them corrupted because they know if they can corrupt them their way early on, they will be corrupted for the majority of their life. Then you arrive at these stupid comments like somebody being a furry as a Christian, which is not even possible. That's just blasphemy and heretic stuff. So we are in a place right now, a very challenging place, where our enemy is literally operating in a spiritual plane, on a play field that we aren't even getting close to. The occult, you know, I mentioned this the other night, and I, and there was, I, I'm, I think that there's probably people that don't believe, I know there are because I told this story outside of the podcast, and people are like, what? And it was coming out of Glad Tidings Church when I mentioned a fact, and I told it sometime this week or last week, when there, is, there was three witches that came in to the church. Now, one of the things that came up right away, and, and I don't remember if it was in chat or outside, somebody said, well, are witches even biblical? It's like, what? I mean, it's it, this you're all dealing with a satanic cult. This is all tied to the worship of things like ball, blood, blood sacrifices. All that's biblical. It's all dealing with magic. And as a Christian faith, we just scoff it off. It's like, oh, that's silly. That's silly. I'm excited for you to hear this interview with Luke of VOR, Voice of Reasons, 
and he's going to come back on in the very near future. We're going to do a long discussion. But if you don't know who he is, he's a guy that 20 years ago, and I'll just give you a quick highlight. His dad was an atheist. His mother was a witch. She then converted to Christianity after his dad died or was murdered, one of the two. And then by age 22, he lost his mother. He, was, he had been baptized as a Christian, accepted Jesus, drifted away, came back. God spoke to him and told him to do something, which is, this is an amazing statement. Get science to prove that the Bible is wrong. And he's committed 20 years of his life of approaching things that way. And he went from a scientific, true scientific method to prove that the Bible is our true history, that science is Satan's lie. And he goes so, it is so awesome what he talks about. And he also talks about the things you've heard me say, which is we have a quantum soul, which people go, I don't even know what that is. To understand quantum is to understand this interconnectivity because here's the thing, and I'm not going to get deep into it tonight, but I want you to understand the sophistication of witchcraft and of Satanists. They study and understand what's called quantum entanglement because they understand how powerful the spiritual realm is and how much it influences the physical world. So when we're looking here and people get caught, we're caught flat-footed, all of a sudden this transgender and Satanist LGBTQ nonsense erupted everywhere suddenly around the world. And it came in sequence. It went from the mask to the injection that then followed the, the taking over of the presidency by this Satanist cult with their hand puppet, Joe Biden. And then all of a sudden, like every transgender Luciferian worshiping freak came out of the woodwork. How does that happen? And so people try to start doing these logic things like, oh, it must be 5G. It must be the vax. It must be this. And no one looks at this thing from the view that they look at it of is that they have invoked all of these spirits and demons to move through this time and to suddenly erupt through people that didn't have an armor, that these demons had been working on them for years, and suddenly they just pulled the trigger and this eruption happens before us. This is demonic. And you can't appreciate that level of demon, demonism, demonic activity until you start to look at what's called quantum entanglement to understand how they've been using their energies, their ley lines, their, 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 their worships, their blood sacrifices, which includes human sacrifice. All of this stuff is almost foreign language to Western Christianity. And yet it's common tongue in third world and second world Christianity. And it was native to the understanding. If you go back and read closely the Old Testament and the New Testament, it's there. And yet during the age of reason, which I'm now referring to the age of darkness, the philosophers that came from the, what we call the cabal today set out to prove to the world that Satan didn't exist, that our only things that exist were in our five senses plane, and that anything beyond that was pure foolishness because unless you could see it, touch it, taste it, smell it, uh, and hear it, 
it didn't exist. And it did an amazing job within even the realms of the church to start separating us from the supernatural. And yet Jesus is working in the supernatural. He's healing. He's extracting demons. And that's the part I, you know, it's like, okay, well, if, and we go back to these powerful, powerful verses. Truly, truly, for John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. I think people read that and they go, oh, cool. That is unbelievable what's said there. That means that we are given the power and authority by Jesus himself to heal, to extract and free people from demons, and to raise the dead, just so I say it, because it says right there, and greater works than these he will do. Just saying. This is so powerful right now in a time that we have to come to grips with what we were given as authorities. Because the true fight is vicious. And we have to get on that same play field. We have to get on the same place. I pushed, I've been encouraging. I won't use the term pushed. I have been encouraging people to do a walk around your property line, invoking a bloodline. And people have asked a lot of questions about it. Like, what is it? How do you do it? There's there's no formula to these things, okay? I, I really want to say this. There's not an exact formula, but I want to give you some guidelines, just like in prayer. Okay, so let's start with prayer because I've got to finish that discussion. In prayer, we need to be reaching into Father God and asking God what he wants for us. That is so important because we're not getting that dialogue enough. And don't be surprised if, if, as you work that, if suddenly you're in being directed to go somewhere completely different. That's okay. Trust in Father God. He has a plan for you. And that is, as we understand that, and we appreciate everything that he has for us, then we start to become truly more powerful as we can be in this world. I mean, Ephesians 111, in, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will. We pray each day, Monday through Friday, at 111. That prayer bended knee, the name bended knee was given to me by God. The time was given to me by God. In fact, when I first did it, people were like, are you, are you a Mason? <laughs> no, God gave me 111. And I prayed on that. It's like, Father, why did you give me 111? And then it was read Ephesians 111. There it is. The whole point is that we are, we are praying in to asking him what he needs us to do. And he will deliver. That doesn't say, Father God, my bank account is overdrawn and I'm praying for you to please deliver to me exactly $535.25, which covers the overdraft fees. I mean, folks, that's not praying. And if you start getting that answered, I'd be a little bit uneasy. 
Because if you're going to ask for those sorts of things, that's exactly what the cultists do. The occult prays that way and gets specific things because their world is a material world. I mean, they're pulling stuff into the material world from the spiritual. So it's important that we get our prayers in alignment. Just saying, okay? Now let's talk about these bloodlines. I was taught about bloodlines when I was there last week at at Yuba City in Glad Tidings Church. I'd never heard of bloodlines before then. And what that led to was a story about, I mean, it was God asked me, literally put him to me and said, I need you to go to this particular property. And I'm, I'll tell this story later, but I don't want to tell it right now for very certain reasons. And I need you to walk that property and I need you to pray and establish a bloodline. And so I needed to learn more about bloodlines. I'd never done one. And essentially, this is what the principle of the bloodline is. You're praying in to have the blood of Jesus protect the outer perimeter of that property. And in the process of walking that property, and you're walking it, and you're praying on it, as praying to the kingdom to establish a bloodline in the blood of Christ to protect the property that runs infinitely up and infinitely down forever, you're praying to have all the curses removed, all the sins repented upon, and all the demonic energy that's there removed. And then you're turning the property back over to kingdom control and assuming the role as steward. See, this is a big, if you think about this from the contractual side, this is a very big deal. And we don't, because we don't put emphasis on the spiritual realm, we always look at the spiritual as like, this is where we're going to end up instead of realizing that we're working actually with the spiritual realm while we're here. So from the standpoint of the occult, they will do this and they will operate in the spiritual realm and then they'll continue their work here until it manifests in the physical. The general Generally speaking, I'm, I'm generalizing so that not to get anybody's panties in a wad. Christians tend to work in the physical world, the dirt world, and then they bring their problems to the physical and, and to the spiritual instead of talking in the spiritual and working in concert with what we're trying to accomplish here. We walk with kingdom authority. That's blessed. Christ is given dominion over heaven and earth. And the sons of God, the men of God, are given authority over the earth. So by de facto, we are, and I use this analogy, which is we are deputized to be active within kingdom. But if you're going to do that, it's not like you suddenly walk outside and go, hey, yo, I'm putting up a shingle outside my door and I am now deputized by heaven. This is going to take a humble heart. It takes an intimate relationship with kingdom. And it's not just something you're going to do. It's something that God will guide you to do. But we do have that authority here. 
And as we build that authority, and, and this is why this exercise, one, I mean, God called me to do it, number one. Number two, God called me to have others do it immediately after I did this one property, and God called me to do it on my own properties. And as I continued to pray, God called me to share it here for others to do as they were led. So that's the origins of that. So we're real clear. That's kind of like the chain of custody of where all of that came from. It's not like I got some wild idea and went, hey, this would be a cool show because that's not what's going on. Okay. But walking a property with bloodline, the idea is to literally create an encircling protection around the property at the perimeter and you can do it in your house heck I did it around my jeep but again I did it as I was led but I I mean something like this I I'm going to try doing it around my entire border of my county but I'm not going to walk it I'm going to drive it but I'm still working on that I'm that's a process in development but we encircle it and the idea is to expel the, the dark and evil, to protect it, and to return it to kingdom authority, which positions us as stewards of the land, not owners. Because God owns this land. So, you know, I'm sure someone's going to go, yeah, but I still have a mortgage to pay. Yeah, but here's the difference. And this is a really important one. And Brad talked about this last week. So if you have questions about this, it's somewhere in our four-part series. And he was talking about when he lost his job, and he was facing a big mortgage payment, and he was having a conversation with, with Father. And he said, I, Father asked me this, who owns the house? And Brad said, well, Father, you gave me the house. And Father says, who owns the house? Who's making the mortgage payments, you or me? And Brad, in his good way of, of talking, says <laughs> instantly, he says, like, well, you've got it then. You can take the mortgage. See, this is the point. We are trying to fight so much here. If we assume the role of being steward in this world and being part of God and being representative of kingdom, everything around us changes. And then you go back in scripture and you see how when Christ says, like, leave all your things, the parable of the young rich man, leave all your things, give your money away and walk with me. You're starting to see the greater depth of what he's saying. Attach yourself to nothing in this world. All things will be provided by God and kingdom, by Father. But your faith has to be pure, and there's no dollar figure, and there's no obedience to what you want. There's an obedience to what is in your inheritance according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will. And when we get into that position, there's not a demonic force on this land it can come near you or touch you. So, and, and by the way, I'm seeing some of the stuff here in chat. I don't do smudging. I don't do any of that stuff. That's, I don't, I don't of that. I don't, okay? I don't know that. It's, it's, I don't know that. So that gets into some ritualistic stuff that comes from, Native work, and I can don't have any knowledge of whether that's rooted in Christian faith or not. Maybe, 
Not into, not to my research. I did exactly as was presented to me in prayer. I am presentive. I presented this as it was shared to me. So, take it to prayer. We pray on everything. Ask for guidance. Pray into what God wants for you. And be obedient to where he leads you. One other thing, because it was brought up by one of our, just one of our great contributors here in chat. And it's just a footnote when we start talking about demons and expelling demons. We have to follow this set, this sequence. Repent renounce rebuke if you get a wild idea that you're going to like walk down the street and start telling demons to leave or getting somebody to say let me pray for you we're going to get the demons out unless because it does happen because people want to get a little overexcited about like woo we can go save the world nothing is going to work unless the person that is dealing with that power or dealing with that influence is willing to repent and accept Christ in their heart. That is where everything re- begins, to accept Jesus and to repent. And only then can things begin. And you cannot renounce any more than you can repent for somebody else. You can't renounce activities in their lives. You can rebuke, like in in a land space you're doing, you can rebuke that. And in the land space, if you don't, if there's not a specific, like I'm doing these walks, you can ask to carry the, the burdens of that land on your shoulders and place it before the cross and ask for repentance for it. But again, it's a request. But when you're dealing with somebody else, that walk is theirs. Because there's a neat little, there's a pretty awful little thing that happens in, in the cosmic order. When you start to try playing with demonic realms and you're going to be asking somebody to like, I'm going to, we're going to rebuke the demons and they have not repented, they'll come back worse than ever before. The influences could get much worse. And we say this thing kind of lightly in the show, but let me just kind of frame it like this. Imagine the greatest horror movie you've ever seen or know of, whether you've seen it or not. That is that little glimpse of that horror is the normal in the demonic realm. And it's not a nice world. It's would leave most people in a coma of shock if they were actually able to see it. It's very serious work we're talking about here. We're keeping it focused and light, but the idea is to start opening our minds up to something greater than just being fixated on the tangible before us. This world that we're in is the illusion. And that's what the that's what the occult and the Satanists understand. Lucifer is very clear on it. They have created the physical as the only concrete and material world that exists when in fact this is the illusion. So if you imagine the matrix 
I mean, it, it, there's a lot of truth in that context that the people believe in the physical because from the time they're born to the time they die, they're told that everything before you, these are the properties and the physicalities of everything around you. And this is exact. And you can't do this and you can't do that. And you're not brought into the realm that this is the illusion and the real world exists within what we call the supernatural and the spiritual. So, just some things to consider. And, our, and I think it's important that we start to reshift our point and get ourselves right in where we need to be with walking with Father God and understanding our role here. Okay, let's pray. Father, I just want to, we come to you by choice. We humble ourselves before you and we're grateful for these times that we have. And in these times of trying to deconstruct a lot of the rigid and limited teachings that have happened within the framework of faith, we're trying now as we seek and reach towards that greater understanding of what Jesus gave us as authorities to quite literally be have authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy, knowing that nothing will injure us. And to know that if we believe in Jesus, that the works that he did, we could do also, and greater works than these we have been given authority to do since he has gone to you, Father. To do this, we it is understood that we have to come to you repented, we have to be willing to place ourselves before you with infinite love. We have to walk humbly with heart and walk without fear. So we just ask in these times, Father, that as each of these steps, you can continue to guide us, give us eyes to see and eyes to discern and ears to hear that which you ask of us and direct us to do. We are humbly yours as you lead us and direct us in this world. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Repent, renounce, rebuke. And in the process, we are setting ourselves free. We're keeping ourselves free. And we're helping others to be free. These are powerful sets to consider. All of this is just dropping this in little by little to start building a greater awareness to the challenges that we fight as we build the tools in our toolbox to be able to fight spiritual warfare. There's a lot in here. There's a lot to learn. We're all students. But to be mighty men of God, mighty men and women of God, we are going to have to embrace the true authorities that were given to us, pursue them with an unbelievable passion and love, and be fearless about it. I guarantee you, as you step into these lanes, and I'm already ready for it, so it's coming. I'm just like, might as well get the shirt that says I'm heretic. Because that t-shirt's gonna be it's gonna be given by many because they're afraid of what you're, where this goes. They're afraid to step into these places 
and yet it should be the greatest challenge and adventure we've ever done because it's there and it's a beautiful walk. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body. Close to me, look how